for listening to the digest this is matt and this week's double feature the theme this week is time is just infinite horror talking about a couple of time loop horror movies we're talking happy death day as well as the 2021 classic 645 should be a fun one can't wait to get into it let me go ahead and introduce my co-hosts Travis, that was a little breathy chuckle. What's going on, dude? Hello, Matthew. And Paris, welcome. Hi, always great to be here. All right, Travis, I understand you have a question for us. All right. Our question for this week is, what or who was your earliest celebrity crush? Pamela Anderson, easy. (laughs) Bart Simpson. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> or are you just really uh, turned on by the idea of eating shorts? No, I thought, you know, he had like blonde spiky hair and he was a little skateboarder, a rebel, you know. Didn't you were into that? Go by anyone's rules. Oh, yeah. Baby Paris was a little punk. <laughs> yeah, definitely was into that. Now, interesting thing about Bart Simpson, I understand that that's supposed to be his hair, but it's just his head. Other characters have, like, hair. Like, you know, True. distinguishable hair. Why Why does Bart just look like uh, the rim of, a, of an aluminum can that got opened? Yeah, I was, I always assumed because it was way easier to draw. And since they were drawing them the most, Bart, Lisa, and Homer don't really have hair. Well, Le- doesn't Lisa have hair? Oh no, I guess Lisa's the same way. She's like a like a weird looking starfish head or something. I forgot. Homer has like the little thing, right? No, Homer has three lines on his head. Right. Two little lines on the top, and then a squiggly line on the bottom. But That's what I'm saying. Like, distinguishable they're all very easy to. And then they just gave Marge the fucking craziest hair ever made. All right. Well, Paris, what about you? Oh, you fucking Jesus. She said. <laughs> what about you, Travis? Uh, mine. I mean, I have a few, but I think one of them. This guy came the prepared. Main, Jeez. The main one would be Demi Moore. Striptease. Saw that in the drive-in. Life-changing. In the drive-in? Didn't that movie come out when you were like five? Yeah, dude. My my dad didn't care. Oh, man. I couldn't watch uh, Showgirls when I was younger, but striptease was fair game for whatever reason. It was (laughs) A-OK. 
driving you know it's kind of like a camping adjacent experience and you know you were pitching a tent in uh in the car <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i totally get bringing your kid to a drive-in if you want to take your kid to see like an adult movie though because if they're being a shit or need to leave or whatever it's perfect well you're kind of trapped though aren't you I mean, if you need to leave, I've never actually been to a drive-in theater. Do they like leave space? Are you joking? No, they're not really that a is thing. Crazy up here. I don't me. even know. I don't even know where the Dude, nearest I've one is. Dude, I've been to a drive-in theater in Bremerton. Like, what are you? You've lived here. Yeah, your that's whole like life, the one. You fucking idiot. Uh, I've lived in Whatcom County, which is on the border of Canada. Sorry, I'm not from fucking California, or you know. Why on earth would I ever there was go to actually, Bremerton? Of all hey, places? there was one in Auburn, Washington, for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, I know that was around a long time. Yeah, Auburn's like three fucking hours away from where I grew up. You think I'm gonna drive? I think my dad nah. was gonna drive three hours so that I could watch <laughs> fucking Men in Black in a drive-through. Get real. You are an adult man, okay? You you can live your own life. <clears throat> an adult man without a car. What am I gonna drive there in? Yeah, most <laughs> fucking lime scooter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Although I do have a car now in the sense that Haley has a car. So yeah, anyway, now it's even harder to go to the drive-in. So. Right, definitely a fucked. dying breed. <laughs> well, the worst part is that there was a drive-in theater like 30 minutes from where we were in Florida. So mm. I can't say I don't have excuses. That's I'm just so, saying. Yeah, just saying. What? I've never been. <clears throat> I resent the um, feeling of being attacked, which I got a sense of. Felt the room turn that on me. That is RMO, Matt. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> to be careful fair. what you wish for, because you're going to get turned on pretty hard later. I would on. say. No, 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 no. I meant me attacking you as RMO. Oh, right, right, right. As a movie fan, though, Matt, you're missing out. That was uh, had some good times at the drive-in back in the day. Yeah, it's a great experience. Killer. Maybe someday I'll knock it off the the bucket list. In California, um, where I grew up, my dad my dad's apartment was right across the street from the drive-in. Like at the edge of the parking lot, you could see the movies. So we used to go all the time, and it was really fun. And then when I got older, one time, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell that story. Well, I did something illegal in the car while I was watching the movie. I'll say that. It's good times. All right, well, maybe you'll have to fill us in on what sort of illegal activities you were <laughs> <laughs> participating in uh, off air, because I'm curious. You were a child? It'll be on the Patreon for only $99 a month. Yes, subscribe to the Patreon for incriminating evidence. I don't know what the statute of limitations is on the crime you committed, but... <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, thanks for the uh, introductory discussion, Travis. Are we ready to talk about our movies? Let's do it. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to start the double feature by talking about Happy Death Day. So Happy Death Day is a 2017 horror film directed by Christopher Landon. Plot synopsis is a college student must relive the day of her murder over and over again in a loop that will end only when she discovers her killer's identity. Film stars Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, Ruby Modine, Charles Aitken, just a bunch of jabronis. Uh, Paris, it was your turn to pick the double feature. Why don't you uh, 
tell the uh, listeners a little bit about your thought process on this one. Yeah, so that is technically true. Although I will say I did regret my decision. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You two warned me. You did. uh, Especially Travis. And I didn't listen. I chose to ignore those warnings and just go full speed ahead. And that may not have been the best choice. I will say... um, (laughs) I will say that I love time loop movies. You get a time loop, a time travel, time is crazy. A big reason why I love Christopher Nolan. Like I love time change films. Anything messing with time, love that. So I was like, perfect, combine, you know, horror and some time loops. Great, sounds right up my alley. And both of these movies, without getting too far ahead of myself, they technically fit that um yeah and i I don't want to i don't want to say much beyond that but until we get into it all right well so uh let me ask you these were both uh first watches for you is that right oh yes they were so happy death day i've been wanting to see since it came out in 2016 and then 645 i think i mentioned it on our last pod but uh i was i got it from the tiktok guy oh yes um crap i forgot his handle again it's haunted something haunted cream house (laughs) oh yeah Yes, it's Haunted Cream House. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, so it and uh, other people who I know who like horror, um, you know, had had also expressed interest in it. And so I really was excited about it. Yes. And so I was really excited about it. But yeah, they're both first watches for me. Now, these people you speak of who were excited about it, are these one of the 497 people who have logged this film on Letterboxd? Is it one of those people? I bring this up to say that uh, no one has seen this movie uh, <laughs> other than those who were probably forced at gunpoint to see it uh, in an AMC theater where I saw about 50 trailers for it last year in Florida. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're not even talking about that movie yet. We're talking about Happy Death Day. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I, also, I can start. Um, I had seen Happy Death Day before and was not a huge fan. And I feel exactly the same way on a rewatch as I did the first time. Um, I think there are occasional moments of fun, but the overall vibe I would use to describe Happy Death Day is cringe. Um, It's just like the writing is so like, I mean, it's clearly stylized, but it's like nobody talks like that. And it's the joke, like attempts at humor uh made my skin crawl uh it's pg-13 when it should be rated r so there's lots of opportunities where you expect to get something good and you don't um i'll say the bright spot is definitely the lead actress i think jessica roth um she's the heart and soul of the movie i mean without her it would be you know a certified turd if i do say um if her charisma you know didn't kind of carry you through the you know, the tropey 
it, it, I mean, it's basically the, the premise is like Groundhog's Day, but horror, right? And there's lots of stuff that, you know, kind of rubs me the wrong way, which we can get into in specifics. But um, I just felt like it wasn't as fun as it should be. And overall, it's not a movie that I particularly enjoy. And I think two watches is, I'm good. I don't think, uh, <laughs> unless I'm forced to, I don't think there's going to be a third one of this one. So that's uh, initial impressions of Happy Death Day. What about you, Travis? You want to take it away? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I've also seen this before, and I didn't really like it the first time I watched it. Um, <clears throat> rewatching it, I did like it a bit more, but I still feel pretty similar to what Matt had to say about it. Um, except I do disagree with the humor, the attempts at humor. I did think it was actually pretty funny, and I think there are some pretty funny lines the things that I don't really like about the movie is um, the time loop thing is a little gimmicky, and I hate how we have to spend a portion of the movie just rewatching shit we've already seen. I mean, that's a problem with the genre gimmick. Um, and then, <clears throat> yeah, it being PG-13, I feel like the horror elements were a bit lacking, and also due to the gimmick that also... Um, played into that. Um, but yeah, I do think it is pretty fun for the most part, and I like the the lead as well. And um, I do think it looks pretty good too. For, I mean, it's it's pretty low budget and it's pretty glossy and I would say stylized at time. But I did like the look of it for the most part. Cool. Okay. Paris. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's funny that you guys keep mentioning that it's PG-13 because it originally was uh, rated R but was cut down for a wider audience. And I think it really would have benefited from being R. A lot of the kills um, and some of the other scenes kind of fall flat because they can't be as gory or horrific as they should be. I mean... Um, fun trivia fact the scene where she's like naked when the you know walking down the uh, through the walkway through the through the campus um and you can only see like her barely shoulders up so it's like okay and then yeah. her back well, she was actually action. yeah she was actually naked um during that scene and um they were filming on a real college campus so they had to be very careful um to like block that off and make sure like no one outside of the film set saw but she was like butt ass naked during that scene and so it feels like if it was rated r they at least could have shown like full you know more you know more nudity and then more gore and i think because this movie does feel like almost like a dark comedy, like kind of silly, goofy at times. I think it really would have benefited from leaning into more genre stuff. That's, I think that's ultimately what my problem with the movie boils down to is it doesn't lean into the goofiness enough for me. Like, I'm not going to go as, as far as saying that the movie plays it straight because it definitely is playful, but like, yeah. Here, I'll give you an example. Hands down, my favorite part in the movie is at almost the very end where, uh, well, uh, we're going to get into spoiler stuff now. So if you haven't seen the movie, 
then you know don't listen skip to the other review i guess but the best part absolutely the best part of the movie is at the end when she like jumps onto the chandelier and like swing kicks the girl out the window (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) like (laughs) i wish in her little like kill bill uma thurman outfit yeah like that was amazing i think she even delivers like some sort of like one-liner before she does it too and i'm just like yes like this is what i want more of from this movie and like a, another example of where it could have been good and was underwhelming was the bong, the broken bong kill. Like when that happens and he like pins her down, and he breaks the bong. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. And then like you see literally nothing. You just see like his arms swing down with the broken glass and then it cuts to her waking up. Like I live for those like kill scenes and we're deprived of that consistently through the whole movie. So it's like, that's the kind of stuff that brings me to a movie like this. So when you, when you remove virtually all of that, I have a hard time, I don't know, connecting with it, having fun with it. Totally. Yeah. And I'll say like, like our main lead, she, she does carry it and she like the way that she's playing it is definitely not straight. Like, the scene where she just like farts hilarious like i <laughs> like there there are a lot of really funny moments in this but it does kind of ride matt as you were talking about earlier it does kind of ride that that fine line between is this actually funny and they're playing into it or is this cringy and like not really that funny and I think because it is a little overproduced or something overwritten maybe where it it's like they are delivering lines and not just speaking and mm-hmm. watching the same scenes over and over again really honed into that fact I think you know because the more you see it the more I'm like yep and then she says this and then this other girl says this bitchy thing and then she goes no 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 not today you know it's just it, it gets a little tiresome and I think that some of my favorite time loop movies while they go through the same scenes they're not going through the same motions or the same dialogue exactly necessarily or at least things are that are done like that are a little more montagey and this one felt kind of dragged out like i didn't need to see her walking through the campus like 800 times that in the exact same way like change up your route man like once you figure it out one thing I'll never understand about sometimes in these time loop movies is like, once you figure it out, change up what you're doing, right? Like, don't go the same way. Do something different. And that never happens until like three quarters into this, I feel like. And it just felt like it needed to happen way earlier. Well, there's the mo- like the moment that bothered me on the rewatch is when she gets in the car and is like escaping but then gets pulled over because she's going too fast, right? And on that particular loop, she has the idea of like, oh, well, if I get thrown in jail, I'll be safe. That's fine. Like, I get that logic. But like, why not the very next day when that failed, like, do that, get in a car and just fucking drive away? You know what I mean? Like, at least, I mean, maybe because they'd have to write in a way, some reason that that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like the problem with these time loop movies is that you like introduce concepts like that, where let's just say she got in a car and she just drove and she never stopped. Like 
that's not a satisfying well, way to end a movie. So like they clearly have right. to find they would have to find some way to like give a reason for that not to work, right. which I guess is well, like, like it's in, messy. in Groundhog Day. Um, he can't leave the town uh, because there's a snowstorm and traffic and he therefore is unable to leave in a movie like Palm Springs, which I think is kind of the one of the best of the time loop movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it There is an actual like science, well, semi-scientific like reason for the loop happening mm-hmm. and uh they, you know, it, it's just once you go to sleep, no matter where you are, then you wake up back in the day. So it, there's a little more logic behind it. And I think that is something that this movie is missing. Although I haven't seen it, but have you guys seen Happy Death Day to you? Yes, I have, I have not. Okay. So not to spoil it for Travis slash anyone slash I haven't seen it, but my understanding is that 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 is explained a little bit more that like the roommate or someone was like messing with quantum physics and time and, and so that's why that was happening is that right matt yeah so they like i i don't remember the specifics but that movie is a little bit more like sci-fi oriented like it's where this movie is like kind of barely a time loop like it's such like they care so little about the why that there's right. no explanation given as to why finding the killer ends the loop in this movie. Okay, she just yes, like decides that, that, and then that that ends it, you know. But yes, to answer your question, the second one is is much more like caught up in like time loop mechanics, whereas this movie like could not give a fuck about the mechanics of time travel or time time looping, I guess. But yeah, go ahead. You said you want to talk about the the lack of regard for like even bothering to offer an explanation for why she's in the time loop. Yeah, well, and so not so much getting into the time loop because like that is kind of a trope or whatever that I'm okay with like someone falls into it, but the getting out of it. And again, this is exactly reminiscent or I shouldn't say exactly, very reminiscent of groundhog day where you get out of it by becoming a better person and then also in her case figuring out who the killer is right Mm -hmm. Uh, but it just feels so arbitrary like her dying and waking up great but she has to figure out who the killer is and then that'll stop the time loop because then she won't die like, I, I guess it kind of makes sense because it's only looping when she dies. So if she finds the killer and doesn't die, there's no loop. So I guess it kind of makes sense in that respect. But it does feel a little contrived while watching it. I think you have to kind of reach for that. Like, okay, yes, if I think about it in that context. Whereas while I was watching the movie, I was just like, okay, what? So it's over now? That's stupid. Well, also, and... oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. I was just gonna say. Also, the reveal was a little bit spoiled for me because I can't remember if it was. I I have a feeling it was one of those like YouTube videos by Cinemasins where they're like everything wrong with this movie. I feel like I watched that for this, and so I knew who the killer was the whole time, but I couldn't remember if I was correct or not. And then at the end, I was like, oh. 
Yeah, it's the fucking roommate. Like, that was true. And I just, it felt kind of silly goofy. Also, the reveal, along with the fact that I thought it would have been way better if it was the guy whose room she kept waking up in. That would have been more interesting. Yeah. Travis, you haven't weighed in in a while. What did, what did you think of the, well, the reveal, as, as Paris um, described it? <laughs> well, they kind of do the the old like switcheroo. There's somewhat of a twist because you think that there's one killer, but then it turns out to be another. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the ending as a whole is kind of lame and just like the, I don't know, just trying to like shoehorn in like her mom's stuff, like her mom dying and like having the bad relationship with her dad. And then um, just like how she's a shitty person. And then she gets like 80 attempts to become a better person. Like I get what the movie's going for, but at the same time, like it seems a little like shallow, like, Oh, you have infinite like opportunities to become a better person. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) I I feel like it's really (sighs) the whole reveal thing with it being the roommate just feels so like heavily written tacked on and stupid. Yeah. And just like, it it feels like it's meant to be like a like a gotcha moment, but it just doesn't make sense. Like motivation wise, I just don't understand. The whole thing is that she was like jeopardizing the doctor. I understand that she I think she had a crush on the doctor too, and there's maybe some jealousy there, but the fact that it just like oh, she's a psycho and she's jealous of this girl or worried about, you know, like I just, I had a hard time like believing why she would be motivated enough to want to murder her roommate, you know? I understand well, it's, a, it's a movie, but like it felt very forced to me. So that was the interesting thing is they kind of drop some hints like, oh, I can't remember the roommate's name, but like, oh, your roommate has some mystery man. I wonder if she'll bring him tonight. And I feel like we're supposed to think that the mystery man is Gregory, the doctor. But first of all, I did not remember his name. So when she said, you're dating Gregory, and Kurt was like, oh, the doctor. And I was like, who? Like, <laughs> it, it that felt very, like, rushed to me. And then also, it would have made more sense if there was, like, a flashback or something where... Like the roommate was also, or or it was revealed that the roommate was also seeing him. Like something, like we get established that our main character Tree, which we need to talk about that fucking name. What? <laughs> um, that our main character Tree is kind of an asshole, and that she likes to she she doesn't have any loyalty to her friends regarding who she hooks up with right so it would kind of make sense that you know the the retribution is she is murdered by someone who is jealous etc but it's so poorly established why the roommate would even care that she's dating gregory like she seems to like not condone it in the beginning but it seems more like for a moral reason and then later it's like because i it seems like she's like because i wanted him but mm-hmm. like w- we don't see any of that 
it's like the whole like show don't tell thing. Like if, if that was going to be the case, we at least needed like a flashback of like times where maybe Tree was flirting with him and the roommate was back there like, or, you know, something where the roommate tried to get with him or like some dialogue that explained it. There was just nothing there. So I was like, wait, I guess the roommate has interest in this guy too. Like it just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, literally all we had to see was one, like, 45-second scene where she, like, maybe attempts to flirt with him at the hospital and he just, like, totally disregards her or something. So it establishes that she has some sort of, like, attraction to him and then he shuts it down. So maybe that gives her motivation for, like, the jealousy angle. Like, even something that small would go a long way toward making that moment where the reveal happens, not feel totally forced and unearned. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, we have been talking a lot of, like, negatively about it. Overall, I did kind of enjoy this movie. And I think that... I feel kind of middle of the road about it, but I think that overall I did enjoy it because it was funny. And even unintentionally funny. And it felt like a good time overall. Like, I was constantly laughing and constantly. I watched this with Kurt and I was like, did you see this shit? Like, it kept me entertained, you know, purposefully or not. And so I think that despite its flaws, it's still... Oh, God, sorry. Um, sorry. Um, it's still an entertaining movie. Yeah, I have a hard time rating this one as well because while I do enjoy aspects of it and think it is pretty watchable for the most part, there are things that bother me about it and like I don't really care to revisit it uh, any time soon or in the near future. But I like I could easily watch it again, so it's hard to decide where I want to land on with this one. That sounds like a right down the middle movie if I've ever heard of one. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, I I agree that it's watchable. Like, I would never say I was bored, but I also wouldn't say I was ever particularly entertained. Like, that's why I said, like, the, the lead's charisma is kind of what carried me through. Because, like, there are moments where I laughed a little bit, but overall, I did not find it very funny or clever or interesting or any of those things. So I was just kind of, like, engaged in a very surface-level sense of, like, having fun with the loop mechanic. But it's all very tropey, so it's like I'm not going to give the movie credit in any of those areas. It doesn't look bad, but I don't think it looks good either. Like, it doesn't excel for me in any particular area and it's not awful by any means but i just like i i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of right down the middle on it both times i've seen it i just it it doesn't do a whole lot for me one way or the other i do think there are some pretty funny lines but um they are pretty written um like there's a pretty good subway joke in there and then one of the characters refers to a guy's cum as nutter butter i thought that was pretty good Wait, I don't remember that. It was, I forget exactly what the uh, exchange was, but I think it was like a one of the girls wanted to borrow another article of clothing from another, and then she said, 
just don't get anything on it like Nick's Nutter Butter. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, God. I was, no, I was cringe, cringe. I didn't hear that, but I love that. But I also makes me want to bomb. Like, all, all three emotions at once. The one attempt at humor that was pretty bad was when she tries to like, uh, like she's like peering through that dude's window who has a crush on her and then he's ends up watching gay porn and it's like a, aha, I knew he was gay kind of moment. Yeah, that was pretty bad. There's, there's, there's some stuff in the movie that feels like very that like, tur- like turn of the millennium outdated like, even humor. for 2016 <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it feels like if this came out in 2010 it wouldn't have been outdated but like in 2016 even there's definitely some parts where i'm like oof like when she is in that guy's room the guy with the bong and she's being attacked or murdered or whatever is that and the, the guy with the, like edm music and the lights and all that yes. yeah yes oh, loved yeah. that so funny <laughs> when the guy goes up there and he's just like oh yeah getting into it hilarious hilarious but no when the other guy comes in to like and and sees that that's happening and he just leaves he's clearly drunk but he just leaves because he obviously thinks she's not getting murdered but what does he think is happening Right. If it's not murder, it's it's rape sexual for sure. Assault. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely sexual assault. And he's just like, yeah, go. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, get in. Th- like some of the jokes in this, I'm like, ooh, that's not. Don't. No. It feels like, like, like the gay porn and and this and that joke. Well, yeah, and and the whole like psycho roommate thing. Like, it all felt very kind of like. I don't, honestly, the the movies that came to mind for me were like it's like American Pie style humor, in a sense. Like it hasn't aged super well, and it's very rooted in like gender role, like rigid gender roles, and like yeah, a kind of like offensive in a way. Well, specifically with the the. The, the guy that she walks in, not walks in on, but sees through the window watching gay porn. But there's just, like, other undertones that are just kind of, like, like, the slut shaming and, like, the the sorority thing where it's, like, the one woman who happens to be the one That's, person of color in the sorority who's, like, their eating. chocolate milk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's just, just, like. Let her have her chocolate milk. <laughs> it's being played for humor, and you're not supposed to think she's funny like i think you're, it, it's pointing out the absurdity well, yeah you're but it does supposed feel... to be like this person is a bad person right but it does feel kind of dated like i don't know i mean i'm sure i, I know that stuff still yeah exists but it will it's it's treated in a way where it's supposed to be like she's a bad person but you're still supposed to kind of think it's funny Right, right. Like, that's how the movie... The movie doesn't treat it like, she's a bad person and this isn't funny and she's being mean and that's mean. The movie treats it like, she's a bad person, but she, but it's but it's funny. It's funny that she's being mean. Isn't that kind of funny? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's how the movie treats it. And there yes. is, like, kind of that element of, like, it does feel like some PG-13 American Pie vibes for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else on uh, Happy Death Day before we move on? The score is awful. The music is so loud and so obvious and so stupid. I cannot. It took me out of it. So many scenes, especially 
scenes that were like could have been legitimately scary the score was like like it just was so bad very over the top i think that's kind of part of the leaning into the pg-13 horror because that's very much a trope of like wide audience horror movies it's like the kills are just like super overemphasized like unless you're like the others or something where there's like hardly any score and it's like the slowest movie ever like for the most part it's like bombastic and 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 uh um orchestrated but i agree with you that it's definitely too much some would say cringe travis i uh you were about to jump in there um oh another good line that i don't want to missed is uh why are you staring at me like i took a dump on your mom's head that was the worst that you're oh my god <laughs> see this is exactly what i'm talking about like <laughs> you literally so went out of your That's way to be like so i can't funny. not mention this killer line that it's is the worst so line funny in the whole movie. you oh love god. that kind of humor don't even lie not even when it's done well yes yeah it, it depends on if he's enjoying the movie or not. No, it depends exactly. on if it's funny. It's all subjective. No. no, 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 no. No, humor is objective. One thing I didn't like that was played for humor was um, the scene where she's dressed up in camo and has like night vision goggles. That just seemed way too over the top and just something that like her character wouldn't do. That felt very American Pie to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I also did not like that scene. <laughs> oh, before we before we move on, I mean, do you guys like the baby mask thing? Because I don't. <laughs> I, w- I was going to bring it up. Yeah, do we like the the look of the killer? No. Why would that be a college mascot? I know it's like the ba- are they the Bayville the babies? babies? They are. Are they the babies? Because the town because one, is. Like baby, that doesn't or make sense. Yeah, and two, why? So why? stupid. There was a couple things in the movie, like her nickname being Tree, like her mom having the same birthday as her, that just felt weird and like, like totally odd to put in a movie. Like, like I, I kind of, it kind of felt like one of those things where it's like. You as the writers are writing this in. Why? Why? Why does this matter? Like, her mom died, and maybe... So her birthdays are hard for her because her dad always wants to see her on her birthday. That's fine enough. They don't need to share the same birthday. That is stupid and doesn't make sense. Also... Her name doesn't need to be Tree, because why would it be Tree? Her name is Teresa. Right, and also, excuse me, but if you're traumatized by your birthday, why do you have a fucking custom ringtone that plays on your birthday on your phone? Her roommate changed it. Oh, is that what, what it was? was? That in the beginning. Yeah, she goes, she goes, uh, happy birthday, and she goes, oh, you must have been the one that changed my ringtone. Oh, is that, oh, you're right, you're right. Okay. See, that's such Airtight. a small detail that I just, like, glossed over, <laughs> so every time it happened, I was like, This is why? a second watch for you, Matt. Why that's would honestly this be... kind of embarrassing. No, it's a credit to how poor <laughs> the writing is in this film. I, I will say, though, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the trailers for this back in the day, but I remember it being, like, hella, like, loud 50 cent like go shorty it's your birthday like that was through the whole trailers from her ringtone 
but it turns out that they couldn't afford to do that for the movie so they made that dumb little song where they're like it's my birthday so i don't have to pick up the phone like they created i was that. wondering That's how stupid because yeah i even watched the trailer today and i've recalled that 50 cent song being in the trailer and it just would have been a better movie if that was in the movie well it's probably because they got a, a big marketing budget so they were able to you know do it for the well and it's a lot less expensive to do that in your trailer than to have it play like a hundred times in a movie right makes sense mm-hmm. blumhouse is always thinking about that bottom line mm-hmm. so that makes perfect sense well, I think this movie did well enough to spawn a sequel, so it did very they got well. Got their moolah back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wikipedia says budget was four point eight, box office was one hundred twenty five. Sheesh! That's huge. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! Also, four point eight is very cheap. I didn't realize it was so like yeah. so such a low budget. That's kind of wild. I can't, knowing that the budget of Terrifier 2 was like $500,000, I just, I can't look at another movie the same way again. Like $4.8 million, I, I'm like, where the fuck did all that money go? You know? <laughs> like, I can't well, no, believe I mean, Terrifier that's... 2 was made for that much. Oh, man. Yeah, like that's that's insane. It says two, 250000 on Wikipedia. <laughs> for Terrifier 2? Yeah. That can't be right. That can't be right. Could be. Homeboy made all the fucking prosthetics in his garage with fucking Play-Doh and, <laughs> and Kool-Aid blood. two quick items before we do stars. Okay. The first. At the end, when she doesn't know who Bill Murray is, at first I was like, that's fucking stupid. Everyone knows Bill, knows who Bill Murray is. Like, this is dumb. And then, upon reflection, I actually think that's really funny. And sort of leaning into that dark humor thing. What? Why is it leaning into dark humor? Or Like, the... the not, sorry, not the... Not dark humor, but leaning into the, the funny aspect of it, where it's like sort of playing on the fact that she doesn't even know who like she, not her not knowing groundhog day okay but then she doesn't even know who bill murray is like everyone knows who bill murray is it's just so ridiculous that like i don't know i thought it was funny i feel like i, I agree with you in that my perception is that everyone knows who bill murray is but i mean he doesn't make very many movies anymore and like he hasn't really been like a staple in film for a very long time outside of like Wes Anderson movies. So like the fact that the movie is kind of going for like a, you know, young millennial Gen Z kind of vibe. Like, I don't know. I think maybe we're giving Bill Murray too much credit as far as like his ubiquity. Cause I could totally buy someone who's like 20, not knowing who Bill Murray is, you know? No, uh, I mean, <laughs> theoretically, she was twenty, like two what? or something. In in twenty, she yeah, she would have had to be at least twenty ish, maybe nineteen in twenty sixteen. So that was what six years ago. Mm-hmm. So she'd be twenty six. I don't know. That seems like like people know who Bill Murray is. Come on, come on. 
No, I know, but I, I, it's not as outrageous as I think you think it is, is what I'm getting at. He's an old fuck. Young folk don't care about the old farts. Especially ones who true. have recently come to light as a serial uh, history of conduct of sexual, uh, let's just say, uh, mishaps on the sets of Wait, films. really? Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray got fired. I like Bill Murray? <laughs> He's done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break canceled. it to you. <laughs> Bill Murray's done. Really? <laughs> he got fired from Aziz Ansari's uh, movie. Aziz Ansari, another guy who has... Come I under was fire. like, well, he kind of got canceled. I mean, but Bill Murray got that, fired that's from a different his conversation, movie. but you know, well, yeah, because he's well, probably because like, he has to be like overly <laughs> cautious about stuff now. Yeah, he's like, fucking, a, I can't have anyone coming after thing. me for anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking Louis C.K. having Woody Allen in his movie. He's got a fire Woody Allen. And like, <laughs> some no, no, it's not the same. It's more like Louis C.K. would be the would do One a movie gets... with Woody Allen. He did do a movie with Woody Allen. Recently? Blue Jasmine. Well, I mean, post Woody Allen diddling his uh, stepdaughter, yeah. Yeah, so did like a million other people. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't know if we want to get into that, but. Let's get into it. Let's dive in. So. No, no. Um, Okay, so my other thing is before we do star ratings, or we can even do this after star ratings, you guys can let me know, is I forgot that I asked originally asked if anyone had a question for the beginning of the podcast because i had a question i forgot Mm. about that so i'm gonna ask it now okay what would you do if you fell into a time loop situation like my plan of action (laughs) figure it out yeah just like what would you do (laughs) well once i realize that i'm in a time loop i would be like unspeakable things not like immoral things but i would be oh i would do super immoral things no consequences like fuck i have no rules i'd have to get bored before i'd like start trying to murder people and stuff but like you know i would like not me (laughs) she would paris would wake up day two and be like i'm in a time loop and just it grab a would knife be and the start purge stabbing people <laughs> yeah yeah like i not day two because i would have to have some semblance of like there are no consequences yeah but like once i was able to get away with some like minor league shit you better believe your ass i would be doing crazy stuff like in all of these movies people are pretty tame we 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 all for the sake of humanity better hope i never fall into a time loop that's all i'm saying (laughs) i would probably give myself like little like video game mission style stuff to do like let me see if i can find a way to assassinate donald trump today you know like just stuff like that like give myself little objectives and like see if i can because you have all the time in the world right and to see like in 24 hours can i somehow you know like that kind of stuff would probably be my first reaction. Well, and then have I to would gather a lot of intel first, but that can take you. Well, that you know, would be part of it. Got endless time, right? Like that's the thing. Right, that would be part of it. But then also, I would eventually, like, I would reach a stage, like the the stressy, depressy stage. And I think Palm Springs does a really good job. Yes. Of like showing the progression of what that would look like. 
You know, because Andy Samberg's character is like, he's been in it for so long that he's just kind of like blasé about the whole thing. He's (laughs) sort of got, um, he ascribes to kind of like the absurdist philosophy where nothing means anything and yet you continue on. Right. You still have to give yourself some semblance of like a routine and otherwise you just kind of, yeah. What about you, Travis? What would you do? This guy'd be fucking. This guy uh, would be fucking. Yeah, we should probably save it for <laughs> off air. Wants to talk about off air. <laughs> I got a Perfect. list. Subscribe to the Patreon for ninety nine dollars a month only, and find out all the illegal things that Travis and I have done and would do. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetically, would do. Definitely did do. Honestly, I think Palm Springs is probably, and I'm including Groundhog Day in this, Palm Springs is the best time loop movie. It's in my top of all time. I love that fucking movie. I know it only came out two years ago, but I've already watched it like seven times. Probably more, actually. Jeez. I've still only watched it it one time. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's an awesome movie. Cool. All right. We should move on. Let's give uh, star ratings real quick. Uh, Travis, you can go first. Uh, I was going to go up to a three, but I think I'm going to stay at a 2.5. Yes, good for you. Me too. I'm at a 2.5. Was the first time, am the second time. 2.5. I'm at a three, which makes sense to me, because you guys kept saying middle of the road, which is three for me, but I did like it more than y'all, so that feels right. Three is like, it is middle of the road, but it's like toward positive, you know? 2.5 yeah, is like and a that's, true, and that's where like, I was at. neutral. Or if not neutral, like the negatives counterbalance the positives, which is kind of how I feel about this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is the best time to bring this up, but did you guys notice that there was a 16 Candles reference in both movies? I yes. that was pretty cool. I didn't notice it in the second movie, so you'll have to point that out to me. It's the glasses, well, right? She just says. She literally yeah. says sixteen candles. <laughs> oh right, the glasses thing. Yeah, some but of those kind of crazy. Uh, the two movies that Paris picked have happened to happen or happen to have a sixteen candles reference. So the the theme was time is just infinite horror. Now the theme is time is just infinite horror times sixteen. <laughs> or I'd rather be spending my time just watching fucking 16 Candles instead of these two I don't turns, know, man. But... <laughs> a lot of the John Hughes movies do not. Oh, I watched well, they have not so many times well. as a kid. Most of I, That used to be one of my favorite movies of all time. And watching them more recently, I'm like, oh, this is really. I mean, one of the big plot points in 16 Candles is like. Talk about sexual assault, my God. Oh, come and on. And then also, no they more play a Yankee literal... on my wanky. <laughs> they play a literal gong every time the only Asian character in the movie is shown or his name is said. Like that, it... come on. Like, we're not. Listen. Also, his name is Long Duck Dong. It's I just, amazing. there's so many things that I loved from when I was young that really don't hold up. My God. Yeah, a lot of that stuff didn't age well, but you know, Come on, that's a lot a of killer, movies didn't age well. Killer line. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying I I don't think it could, should be brought up without saying like, don't watch it now. Just keep your young memories of it. 
Okay. Well, we're going to move on to 645. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back. All right. We are back. Moving on to part two of our double feature. We're going to be talking about 645. This is a 2021 horror film written and directed by Craig Singer. Plot synopsis is... Planned as a romantic getaway to mend their struggling relationship, Bobby and Jules travel by ferry to an island town. On arrival, things seem okay, but slowly their dream trip turns into a repeating nightmare. What did you guys think of 645? Who's going first? No takers? Uh... I mean, I can go first if you want. Um, yeah, go ahead. Did not take any notes for this one. Didn't really feel like it deserved any. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's So I will say that I was intrigued at the beginning of the movie. Uh, thought it looked decent for a like low-budget amateurish movie. Um, the perf- I mean, yeah, you could definitely tell from the performances that it was a like you know lesser tier type movie. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Brooklyn kills in this movie. <laughs> Star of the film. Who? She's gonna, she's gonna be huge. Who? Who's oh, Brooklyn? Man. Do you not know who oh, I'm talking about? Oh god, the girl in the bar. <laughs> Ditch the. <laughs> Stick and got with the shack. Shut up, Brooklyn. Hi, I'm Larry. Please ignore Brooklyn. That's Brooklyn over there. Don't even worry about her. She's a lesbian, and I'm Larry. But you can call me longitude I don't know why people call me my name is Larry but you can call me Lagosh I don't know why people say that anyway that's Brooklyn you should leave her alone she's a lesbian and don't even get me started on her loving the vibes sorry all right Travis continue yeah she was not great um (laughs) the yeah the uh so yeah, initially I was somewhat intrigued, and then, you know, the whole gimmick kicks in where we're doing the play the day over routine, and then once the movie has to ele- like escalate beyond the repeating days and like get to what the movie's getting at, that's when I like really lost interest, and then thought it got pretty bad towards the end. Yeah. It just, I, I don't know. It felt pretty amateurish. Like the, some of the sh- like shots, like just some of the imagery that they were using as like horrific imagery, like throughout to just like add some like, I don't know, horror or like suspense to it. I didn't really feel like it went anywhere or like really made sense. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like those flashes of like red. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it felt kind of film scholarly. <laughs> yep. Or like the the several montages where it's like several scenes kind of happening simultaneously, like broken up. On Like yeah. you see several scenes broken up and they're like moving around. It very much feels like film school, like student project type. Like someone just learning oh, how to edit. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was rough. Uh, so yeah, overall 
Didn't really like it. Um, kind of a turd. <laughs> Paris, you want me to go next, or do you want to go? You can go. All right. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it here, guys. This is literally <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in, in my entire life. <laughs> I yeah. cannot believe how fucking bad this movie is. And I think at the end of the last episode, I made a comment about how, like, I had seen, like, I... I knew what this movie was. I had seen trailers for it because I'm pretty sure it only played in AMC theaters as like a one night only type of thing, maybe two nights. So I was familiar with it and wanted to avoid like the plague from the trailers. And then here comes Paris to the rescue saying, hey, guys, we're going to watch this movie for fun. You are welcome. And like it just kept getting worse. Like at first I was like, okay, this is bad, but it's inoffensive. And then I was like, okay, I'm fucking bored out of my mind. And then the last 30 minutes happened. And I was like, is this movie fucking for real? Like, am I actually watching this? I cannot believe how poorly done this whole movie is. Like if I have to see that guy get his head snapped one more time, I'm oh, going to walk into chiropractic adjustment. Like <laughs> every time it's like a one, two, three, like head snap thing. And I'm like, every time, like how many days have you done this? Every time your wife gets killed, you're in disbelief and you drop to your knees and the guy just like walks over to you and gets behind you and breaks your neck. I'm like, at no point does he ever try and stop the killer. There's one like- scene where he like grabs a gun, but it's like, oh, it's a toy gun. He's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to go down that route anymore. And then it's just never... I fucking, it's, it's funny you point that out because I feel like there's even like a montage at one point of his neck getting Yes. Oh my God. Literally. <laughs> like it was, I, I could not believe it. If, if I have one positive thing to say about this movie, it's the like buckets of blood that pour out of that chick's neck on several occasions when she gets her throat slit. That was cool. I love That's how the they try and like thing I have to say. they try and shoot it in a cool way, but it's like it looks uh, so bad. But <laughs> <laughs> the main character just died. <laughs> like maybe don't glorify it. It's and like the writing in this movie is Awful. fucking abysmal. I took I I took two quotes down in my notes. At one point, the main character pretty early on in the film. Uh, when they first see the room, he says, it's a good nookie vibe in here. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Kurt was literally like, that. what year is this? Is he a Big Lip Biscuit fan? <laughs> Why did he just say that? Shoot me. It didn't make any sense. Nope, oh, my God. No one would ever say that. And then <laughs> not long after that, there's um, so a little bit of context. So the movie's called 645, so... The, the clock, alarm clock, goes off at 6.45 each morning. Stupid. And the first time that happens, he makes a comment, or I, I guess the, the girlfriend or whatever makes a comment, like, oh, you maybe you said it, like, you know, and you forgot, out of habit. And he was like, that thing is from the 70s. I don't know how to work it. It's a digital clock. <laughs> and it's a fucking alarm clock famously very easy to use any jabroni could figure out how to set an alarm on an alarm clock (laughs) like it only has two functions clock and alarm like it's not that fucking complicated so embarrassing (laughs) for him i just oh my god paris i'm mad at you i want to hear what What? you thought 
I said, I'm mad at you. Oh, I fucking hated this turd. Um, I would like to quote myself when halfway through the movie, I texted both of you and said, okay, don't hate me. 645 is actual trash. So that, that was, was at the halfway point. Halfway. Right? You weren't even at the bottom yet. No, I sure <laughs> wasn't. I think I was at, uh, specifically at the 55 minute mark, because I noted it down. That's when the movie fully loses control and turns into a Tom York music video, where there's just montage happening and then split screen for no real reason other than to move the plot along. And then you find out that all that stupid montage was only like a day or two, because it explicitly tells you what day it is it also starts off with day one and then day two is the day that repeats that doesn't make sense um and then all of a sudden so you've got this montage which it seems like it's been a long time you're like okay it's probably been a long time no no we're on day eight it was like a day or two i was so terrible montage and then one day he wakes up and it's day 100 i'm like (laughs) that doesn't make sense I was, sorry, I'm getting angry. Um, That, it didn't make any sense. Honestly, this this movie felt like it was taking a lot from classic best worst movie ever made, The Room. Because it just truly, like, the dialogue is so terrible. All of the acting choices, so bad. Everyone at the bar, worst fake drunk I've ever seen. (laughs) there are the slightly redeeming quality it had silent hill mystery vibes right and i'm talking more of the game than the movie that we watched but it, it sort of felt like okay he's in some kind of silent hill situation where he did something wrong and he needs to redeem himself he's a bad person that needs to maybe a sort of purgatory, right? He's a bad person that needs to learn how to be not, maybe not even be better. Just he needs to own up to what he did and face that and then move past it. So he can move on in some sort of purgatory or silent hill type situation, right? Like that would be interesting. No, 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 no. Spoilers. It's all in his stupid fucking head because he murdered her, okay? He's the one doing the murdering. Not some weird, I don't know if this term is offensive, so correct me if it is, albino. Not some weird (laughs) albino person, but him. He fucking murdered her. He, he didn't, they didn't go to this stupid island where he may or may not have grown up. It doesn't really make sense. He didn't. You know, he cheated on her a bunch, and then she figured it out and left, tried to leave him, and he murdered her. Like, that is so stupid. It doesn't... It makes everything that happened in the movie up to that point completely meaningless. That's like screenwriting 101. Like, you don't have the reveal be, and it was all in their head. Like, that's like, (laughs) literally... I took, I mean, I minored in film studies, so like I didn't take a ton of film classes, but literally the first one I took about the screenwriting process singled that out as like, so here's the thing, uh, don't ever do that. And then of course, that's this whole fucking movie is that it was all in his head. So it's like, 
we have this time loop movie and the time loop is all for what? Nothing. Cause it didn't actually happen outside of his head. And like, I guess you could maybe find a way to make that interesting that this movie certainly doesn't do that. There is definitely well, and- a way to make it's all in their head. Interesting. Right. Like we've seen it done. There are ways to do it. There are, it just didn't the trope is time loop and that itself is a trope it didn't need nothing none of that needed to be like why is he stuck in a time loop he's not right like like it it, it sorry yeah <laughs> travis please go ahead <laughs> oh i was gonna say that yeah i mean it, it doesn't really make sense the like the whole purpose of the movie or the time loop because like we're just watching this to watch him realize that he's a piece of shit and did something terrible and like because i mean at least in happy death day it's like you know she's reliving this day to like figure some shit out and hopefully become a better person as a result but like this movie like the point of watching him do this is just for him to figure it out but it like i don't don't but he doesn't that doesn't (laughs) even help him figure it out right like he doesn't figure it out ultimately. He comes out of the time loop and all of a sudden he's in his apartment and then the cops are there and they're like, you did a murder. And he's like, I'm sorry, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. And they're like, we found your girlfriend's body in your apartment that you're about to go into, which doesn't make sense. And I'm sorry. Okay. Also, do we think that he murdered another girl because the girl crawling down the hall, right? Like, in between every time loop, he has this vision of a girl crawling down the hall. And at first I thought it was the girlfriend, but it seems like it's another girl. So do we think he murdered someone else also? Is it supposed to be the girlfriend? I was very confused by that. I think that was supposed to be like a, like a red herring in a sense. Like they obviously can't show like her I mean, they could have though that's the thing now that i think about it i honestly very don't easily know. could have i don't know what the fuck that was it's so fucking stupid this whole movie it's not no her though sense. right it's no no it's definitely not her as right, far so as that's i can tell like, oh when they flash back i was like oh that other girl who he forced to get an abortion or whatever like he murdered her after but then it does that's not her either right as far as i could tell she doesn't appear in any other scenes other than the hallway stuff with like the red filter on it because there is the pregnant girl but uh, i mean they both have dark hair i guess it's possible that's supposed to be the same girl but then you have the blonde who's the best friend so it's like that's not the one wait who's the best friend is the blonde the best friend that's not the one he got pregnant, right? The, he comes clean about some girl he got pregnant. See, the girl who we see on the boat at the beginning and then in flashbacks, my understanding is that that is Ashley, the best friend that he got pregnant and forced to have an abortion. But the but she, that's a blonde girl. The pregnant right. girl has black hair. No. Yeah. There's a scene where there's a woman. There's a the woman that he got pregnant. There's a scene where there's like a woman with like her titties popping out, laying in bed. She's got black hair and she's like on the phone with the main character and she's talking about how 
like the baby's something about the baby. I don't remember that at all. What I, Travis, <laughs> do you remember this? Uh, no, I'm not. It's not ringing a bell. It's it's like in the last twenty minutes of the movie. You don't remember the woman laying in the bed in like a nighty type thing. She's got like one titty popped out, and she's she's got dark hair, and she's talking about being pregnant, and she's got like a little bit a little belly on her, like pregnant belly. I think you made this up in your brain. No, I was there. Do we ever see the blonde girl with like a? Because the blonde girl is also the housekeeper. Right. Which makes sense because it's like part of his like delusion. I well, guess, and the housekeeper but... is pregnant. Right. Shelly. The housekeeper is pregnant, right. But then there's also a different so pregnant I just, girl So I hair. just looked it up on IMDb. And the actress that plays the housekeeper, Shelly, it says Shelly slash Ashley. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. Ashley That's is the, the same name. Girl. Of the best friend that he got pregnant. Yes. But there's a different there's a different girl with black hair that he also got pregnant. And I think maybe that's the girl who you were alluding to that is like in the scenes where it's like red and she's like covering blood and she's like walking towards the camera. That must be that girl. They didn't they didn't look super similar to me. But I'm thinking it wouldn't it literally wouldn't make any sense if they were two different girls. So I think Wait, that's who on. that's supposed to be. Who is Rose? Does she have dark hair? I don't know. So the actress that played Brooklyn, who we were referencing earlier, also played someone named Rose. And I'm wondering if that's who you're talking about. I don't think so. Although she, it's possible she was the girl who's bloodied up in those like kind of surreal scenes. Right. Well, and I think when he was talking about who he cheated with, can't remember exactly in which context, but he, he was does like, say there was another it, girl. There was another girl. And so I assumed that's who it was, but I don't know if she was named. Oh, wait, shadow figure. No, that's the creepy albino man. I'm looking at IMDb trying to figure out this mystery and I, it's not, it's not clear. Right. The fact that we're even having this discussion is uh, just illuminating how fucking incoherent this movie is that we like. It makes no sense. No. It's stupid. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I mean, granted, I don't have a ton more to say about this movie. It's just, logistically, it doesn't make sense. Like the whole... The whole fact that there's no ferry service, like it feels weird to nitpick the time loop aspect of the movie once it's revealed that it's all delusion in his head. But when they said that they're stuck on the island because there's no ferry service, like, I'm sorry, but this is like presumably at least at least several hundred people live on this island right because they have bars they've got restaurants they've got hotels like i don't know if you've ever been to an island community but ferry service doesn't just not run like even on christmas and shit ferry Mm. service runs i don't know have you seen midnight mass i have i love that show just talking to travis about it last time we recorded but that's a very very small community like very small 
this is a much bigger community. Like, so the reason why I'm saying this is because I have family who lives on an island here in Whatcom County that the population is like maybe a thousand. They don't even yeah. have their own police department, but they have well, a ferry why... that runs several times a day, every day, <laughs> even on holidays, you know? Like, I mean, and I get that, like, that's kind of the point of the tight loop, right? They can't escape. And you're supposed to sort of, they, they were like, oh, well, it's because this young couple visiting got murdered. And then when she goes to the thrift store, there's something there that says Jules. And not to say Jules is an uncommon name, but it's sort of odd, right, to see that, especially in the context. And yet that's never explored further. And I'm glad it isn't because, again, this is all in his head. It's all, like, the whole ending just, it makes everything that we watched not mean shit. Like, the fact that he was like, oh, I grew up here and they're trying to, what, like, what is the point of their vacation in the beginning? They're trying to visit there so he can, like, reconnect with his past and, like, remember stuff. And at first he does and then he doesn't. And it like, okay, it seems interesting. Like, maybe there's something going on there. Maybe he, he doesn't remember fully and he needs to reconnect with his past. No, none of that means anything because that's not real. None of that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so stupid, the wife also make not the wife, the girlfriend makes a comment at some point about how she's like, it's her first time visiting with him. And then later in the movie, she makes a comment about how we don't get to come here very often. So we should make the most of our time here. Like just, it's such a poor, poorly written movie that it's bad. It's bad. It's infuriating. Like, Oh my God. All right. I'm running out of steam here. Cause I just feel like, Watching the movie was a waste of time, and now I feel like talking about it, it's got me all riled up, but I'm also wasting time. (laughs) (laughs) All riled up. (laughs) Travis, bring it home. You loved it? Mm, Well, we have not talked about... A lot. was it? Gene? We haven't talked about Gene Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, Gene? Who's Gene? The, the uh, landlord slash oh, oh that guy right right just knocking on the, their like, door for at the all knock times off, no like reason. Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> <Yeah>. dude <laughs> that's probably what they put on the the casting notice like poor man's Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> oh speaking the, of the lead is like ta- a poor man's. Uh, I'm James McAvoy? Name. Yeah, James McAvoy. Yes, I literally had in my notes, <laughs> why is our protagonist Kmart James McAvoy? That's what I was about to say. I kept right. being like, he looks so familiar. Looked as IMDb, he's only done trash. And then I was like, oh, it's because he's a very shitty James McAvoy. How about Jules, though? I was into Jules. Not into Jules. She's like, she's like white trash Jesse Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> not into jewels. It's like Jesse Buckley meets Vicky Valencourt. Yeah. <laughs> What's that actress's name? Oh god, I don't remember, but I had such a boner for her. Oh my god. What I believe that? you're referring to Faruza Bulk? Y- yes. What? If I'm pronouncing fuck? that correctly. Is that her name? Yep. Faruza yeah. Bulk from the craft 
and, and a couple other movies. And Waterboy, of course. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Vicky Valancourt, right? Bobby Boucher. You tell your mama. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't. I was trying to think of a line yeah, from that Waterboy, was. <laughs> but I, I was she buying was, I time. She was, I only 23 when she did Waterboy. Oh, man. Yeah, she, uh, across the board, the actors in this movie are terrible. But I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn's amazing. Everybody else <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> she did kill it. With what she, what little she was given. Yeah. <laughs> she knocked it out of the park. She, at least she made an impression. I mean. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> also. She doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. That's how, that's how great of an actor she is. It's amazing. She just won and done. <laughs> so, you know the scene where they like, the scene on the pier where he like goes down to the end of the pier to like confront the guy and it's just some rando. And then he turns around and then he watches the girl get killed. He fucking drops down to his knees and presumably like the killer just like walked down the stairs <laughs> and like walked all the way down to the end of the pier, got behind him and snapped his neck. Well, that's the other thing is there's quite a few moments where you're like the, that the killer couldn't be there. Right. Like, that's when I started to go like, okay, mm, like that's impossible. But also, why do we care? Who cares? This it's all in his head. Killer could be anywhere. Killer's not real. That's ultimately, I think, our review of this movie is who cares. <laughs> it's really what it boils down to because I don't care about anything that happened in this movie. In fact, I was infuriated by this movie. And um, the fact that we've even given it this much airtime offends me. So I think unless there are any objections, um, we fucking put her down and uh, move on with our lives. What do we think? Uh, Yeah. I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm done with this turd. Let's wrap her up. My God! All right, I award this film 0.5 stars. May God have mercy on its soul. Hell yeah! Uh, I will give it a whopping one star. Wow. Okay, I'm giving it a 1.5. Uh, I feel like it has some small value in that it made Kurt and I laugh a lot, and we talked about it a lot. So at least overall, I ended up with a good time. I would just like to point out, I haven't crunched the numbers quite yet, but I believe aggregate star rating for these two films, uh, the lowest in the history of the show. So I don't want to hear <laughs> anything else about how, oh, Matt only picks trash that movies. That cannot be Matt true. Picks the I worst rated, movies. I, no, no. It I'm going to go back and look. It's true. There's I no way. I'm going to go back and look. There's no Do you guys way. have, hold on, hold on. Can we take a quick pause? Yes. Do you guys have all of your star ratings for all of these movies on Letterboxd? They're in my head, and there's not, there's no possibility. That's not what I'm asking. That I'm it's just, worse. Just hold on. There's hold no on. combo. Because I'm going to do the math. So, <laughs> um, Travis, are all of your star ratings for all of these Digest movies in Letterboxd? They should be. <clears throat> okay. Matt? Yeah. Okay. I 
on the next episode, I'm going to come prepared. I'm going to be a little mathematician. I'm going to do the statistics. Statistics is the word I was trying to say. I'm slurring a little bit. Um, Yeah, when I'm in a better frame of mind, I'm going to do some statistics. And I will tell you what I'll I'll rank our I'll rank our like five worst worst ranked movies. I mean, what what could possibly the th- be only worse. one I was thinking of was Thanks Thanks Killing, Killing but I gave that like a three. Pilgrim. Yeah, and, and I also gave Happy Death Day a three. So whatever. I gave ha- I gave Pilgrim a three and Thanks Killing a point five. Oh, point yeah, five so, for Thanks Killing. Oh man, you're on the I, wrong I side of Ichi history. I the killer <laughs> zero stars, so that's gonna drag it down. Yeah, quite but a bit. I think Matt and I gave it like a four. Yeah, right? and also and so zero average, stars, that's a two. three and a half. Zero stars. That's a joke rating. That's impossible. It's, it's not, not a joke it's rating. It's not an option. I. Mm, it is an option, and I did it. And we talked about it. Mm. No, you can't give mm. a movie zero stars. Matt, Matt? point five is the floor. No, <laughs> it's not. Anyway, uh, I will come back on our next show. I'm telling you, and it's not going to be worse, but you do. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I, it's it's this one, Paris. I hate to break it to you. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to say it is. I'm not going to say it's not. I'm going to say we'll let the numbers speak for themselves. All right. That's also what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't have to crunch the numbers to know. I just know. You know? Matt, you're talking a big game, and I'm going to be so happy when you're proven wrong. I won't. I won't. Um, uh, All Travis, right. it's your turn next. What's the double feature you got planned for uh, us? The double feature we are doing is Smile, the recent horror flick from this year, and The Ring, the Gore Verbinski 2001, right? 2001 remake? Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Ringu, which we have 2002, already covered. sorry. 2002, god damn. Yeah, not to be confused with Ringu, which we already covered on this show with, um, um, I don't even fucking remember what the movie grudge. we paired it with. Oh, right. The grudge, the grudge, you fucking idiot. Come oh, on. That, that movie sucks. That's Those are your remember. picks. <laughs> no. Well, that was my picks. Was it my picks? I thought those Whoever's were Paris's. I think those picks were yours, were, is probably a great person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, that was the episode uh, that, no, that was a different, sorry, never mind. The, name the theme, theme is Pass It On. I'm going with that. I don't know if it fully sticks or applies to both, but it tracks. The other one was, uh, what was it, Matt? <laughs> They're coming to get you, and you said that that applies <laughs> to every horror movie. Yeah, ever. every horror movie, so I couldn't use that one. That's actually what we're changing our show title to, right? Coming two number two get you the letter u mm-hmm. c-u-m coming and then yeah it's perfect it's gonna be huge I'm in. alternate title uh for pass it on would have been pass the buck so that we could pair it next episode with pass the Uncle fuck buck. no pass the fuck where we talk about oh didn't we already do an episode on like f- fucking viral it follows. Like, it follows and what did we pair well, with so that's follows? the other the other thing with pass it on is kind of like it does kind of sound like one of those movies where you pass it on like it's an allegory shivers. for STDs. Yes, shivers, shiver me timbers. <laughs> yeah, so we already did it. Never mind. So the joke doesn't work. Oh my yeah. god. Travis, where cut can that. we watch these? Cut that. Cut that. Uh, I think they're both actually on Paramount Plus currently. 
Get them while they're hot. Well, that sucks yeah. for me. How do I watch them? You fucking get the login from one of us. Oh, Paris. PS5 How'd... doesn't have a Paramount Plus app. Oh How did God. we have to watch these pieces of shit? I watched them both on Prime. Yeah, but you rented them. And? I'm just saying. <laughs> you might have to rent these. <laughs> Thank God I didn't fucking pay for six forty five. Well, I'm, I'm fine with renting. I just was asking. Wait, you like, didn't how, pay for it? Now? I... It's on Tubi. No. I looked for it on Tubi and it wasn't there. It's I there. I just watched it today. I oh my God. I literally, real dollars I literally knew that and I looked for it and I, I, how did you search for it? Because I couldn't put in the ellip or the fucking, not ellipses. What are the things in The time? colon. I couldn't put in the colon. Just six. So I tried but... typing it. Six, I did. The number six. I did. Oh my God. I'm so yeah, mad. It was, I just searched for it and found it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate myself. You fucking paid. Oh, my God. I feel so much better about myself now. Holy shit. I feel bad for you guys. All right. Matt, eat my poo. Sorry, you can't afford $4. Oh, I can afford it. It's a principle thing. Fucking plebe. Okay. No. Sorry. Goodbye forever. Ain't a money thing. Ain't no thing. That's a pack of Pokemon cards. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about $4. You kidding me? I literally throw away thousands of Pokemon cards, a.k.a. bulk. Yeah, exactly. You're bad at spending your money, and you can't afford to rent movies. Don't talk to me about it. At least I didn't rent fucking $6.45. So, got them. All right. Are we done here? All right. Shut her down. (laughs) That's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Kurt, for producing the theme music for this show. We'll be back soon. See you then. Stay spooky. Stay scared. Stay slammed.